Our text today is Luke 1, 39 through 55. And I'm going to read it to you from the message. Mary didn't waste a minute. She got up and traveled to a town in Judah, in the hill country, straight to Zachariah's house, and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby in her womb leaped. She was filled with the Holy Spirit and sang out exuberantly. You're so blessed among women, and the babe in your womb also blessed. And why am I so blessed that the mother of my Lord visits me? The moment the sound of her greeting entered my ears, the babe in my womb skipped like a lamb for sheer joy. Blessed woman, you believed, who believed what God said, believed every word would come true. And Mary said, I'm bursting with God news. I'm dancing the song of my Savior God. God took one look at me, and look what happened. I'm the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. The God whose very name is holy, set apart from all others, his mercy flows in flows in wave after wave on those who are in awe before him. He bared his arm and showed his strength. Scatter the bluffing braggarts, knocked tyrants off their high horses, pulled victims out of the mud. The starving poor sat down to a banquet. The callous rich were left out in the cold. He embraced his chosen child Israel. He remembered and piled on the mercies, piled them high. It's exactly what he promised, beginning with Abraham and right up till now. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning and welcome. As Matthew mentioned, my name is Saranel Hartman. And along with my husband, Tim, and our kids, Simeon, Eliana, and Jeremiah, we have loved being a part of this spiritual community. I am, as Matthew mentioned, an ordained pastor in the Presbyterian Church and also a spiritual director. And along with another member here, I work on a spiritual formation initiative called the Collide Project. And I am so excited to be a part of this community to be a part of encountering God together. Today, as we begin the fourth week of Advent, we are invited to journey with Mary and Elizabeth from exile to encounter, to encounter with love. As exiles, we are waiting. We are waiting for Christ to come, and for Christ to come again. Exile is being displaced from your land, your customs, your people. Exile is to live under the rule of empire. Exile is wandering. We have grieved what is dead. 
and tended to what is living. Our longings have intensified. Exile is waiting and waiting. How do we keep waiting and not lose hope? How do we keep waiting and be at peace? How do we keep waiting and encounter love? Being in exile has a way of cracking you open, of breaking your heart. Mary and Elizabeth encounter each other in the midst of their own personal exiles. One old and one young, one barren and one a virgin. Both cracked open to carry a son of great promise. They have traveled with the hopes and desires of prophets. We pick up the story in Luke 1, just after Mary has been visited by the angel of the Lord Gabriel, who said to her, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, telling her, a young Hebrew girl, living under Roman occupation, that she who is not married will be the mother of God. Mary agreed to open up her very body to carry the seed, the root of Jesse. But before the angel leaves, he mercifully tells Mary that her cousin Elizabeth, who has been barren, is also miraculously pregnant. Elizabeth had lived all her years in the exile of barrenness. With her priest and husband, Zechariah, she had prayed many unanswered prayers to conceive. So many cycles with no answer. But after that amazing day when Zechariah was doing his once-in-a-lifetime priestly duty and came out of the Holy of Holies, unable to speak, an answer to prayer began to grow inside of her. She had not seen the angel, nor heard the promise. She had a second-hand account. I wonder how she knew what his name was going to be. How did she know if he was going to be a great spiritual leader? Mary's exile was different. She had been not carrying unfulfilled longing for many years. She was young. She was betrothed to Joseph. And the message the angel brought her shattered her life. The plan not only brought with it the prospect of shame, but it was downright preposterous. Why would she agree? Perhaps in her teenage angst, she was aware that the world was not as it was meant to be. Perhaps in her teenage angst, she knew that things could be different, could be better. Maybe she knew just enough of the promises and prophets of the Hebrew scriptures that she was aware of her community of faith's hope for rescue. We don't really know, but we do know that she said yes. And that saying yes, God brought her into exile for the rest of her life. She would carry the child, and she was the only one 
who would know him as mother. How has your heart been cracked open this season, this year? Have you been shattered or bewildered? Like Elizabeth, are you carrying unfulfilled longings? This last year, my heart has been cracked open by grief. It has been a year of grieving the death of my dear mom. She passed away almost a year ago to the day. And to be honest, I've spent much of this year managing grief. I've found a way of keeping the sadness at arm's length. I've been resistant to allowing myself to feel. I've been resistant to allowing myself to be seen in my sadness, to be vulnerable. I think sadness and pain has a way of making us resistant to love. Too many times this year, I have not been open to give or receive love. My sweet family can attest to the sharp words, the criticism, rooted in my general frustration that this world is not as it is meant to be. For one, my mom's not here. But although I've resisted, love has found me. Love has found me through quotidian encounters. Texts from friends who remember an anniversary. Walks with friends who will just listen to me talk. I've learned to breathe again. I've learned to pray in quiet ways. My sweet family has been very forbearing and has forgiven me for my sharp words and criticism. I'm learning that the more I am open with my sadness, the easier it is for me to receive. See, love doesn't force its way. Love waits for an opening. British poet and spiritual author Evelyn Underhill wrote, our spiritual life depends on God's perpetual coming to us, far more than our going to him. Every time a channel is made for God, God comes. Every time our hearts are open, God enters, bringing a fresh gift of his very life. And on that life, we depend. We should think of the whole power and splendor of God as always pressing in upon our small souls. As Elizabeth and Mary turned toward God in acceptance of their divine purposes, they were met with tender mercies. They were met with tender mercies in the shelter of each other. 
the holy comes in encounter, an encounter with each other. Just imagine Mary, a young teenager, in a hurry to find her cousin Elizabeth. And as I think about this, like I'm pretty familiar with how it feels to be a hot mess and to just be full of, of feelings and questions and big feelings and bigger questions and doubts and anxieties. And just imagine Mary running to Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, who's been in seclusion for five months, sees her. And instead of like, oh, here she comes, she turns and she faces and she welcomes Mary. Perhaps those months of quietness and solitude prepared her to receive the hot mess of a young teenager that Mary was. Elizabeth, the one who is just a little further along in carrying a promise, welcomes the one at the beginning of her heartbreaking journey. Although not detectable to human eye, Elizabeth could see Mary. She could see with eyes of faith, the Lord is here, now. She doesn't miss the sacred moment and calls attention to the mysterious work of love between them. For Elizabeth, this is a moment of fulfillment. For Mary, this is a profound moment of confirmation. I brought a painting with us today for us to look at today. And there are many paintings of Elizabeth and Mary's encounter, and they're worth sitting with. But I chose this one by a local artist, Lauren Wright Pittman, because it's one of my favorites. It shows an intimate encounter. And Lauren writes this about her painting. I wanted to depict the creative energy, communication, and power that was taking place in Mary and Elizabeth's wombs in this moment. Mary's womb swirls with the knitting together of the one through whom all things came into being, while Elizabeth's womb radiates joy with the leaping of the one who will spend his life directing attention, awe, and reverence to the one in Mary's womb. When we draw near to one another, we can recognize and proclaim God's movement in one another's lives and be encouraged in our own journey. When we draw near to one another, we live more fully who we were created to be. Elizabeth was six months into living a miracle but there was no modern technology. There was no assurance that things were going well. There was no ultrasound to track the baby's growth. And she was old, and her body was expanding, and she felt every muscle, every sinew, every bone make room. Perhaps she doubted if she would be able to deliver. Perhaps she wondered if the baby was viable. To our modern ears, it's easy to miss the significance of Elizabeth's quickening. The baby leaped in her womb. For Elizabeth, at 24 weeks pregnant, to feel her baby move 
was physically and spiritually profound. At the sound of Mary's voice, Elizabeth knows. She knows her baby is alive. Elizabeth is in awe and wonder at the mercy of God. What a moment of celebration. Elizabeth, open and aware of God's mercy, burst into song. Music and poetry fall from her lips. And she says to Mary, you hot mess, you are so blessed among women and the babe in your womb also blessed. She embraces Mary in her new fragile reality. But what Elizabeth also knows is that Mary's baby is not only alive, but her Lord. What Elizabeth felt in her body, she knows in her soul, and she sings over Mary, confirming what the angel Gabriel said to Mary, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. Not only in this moment is Elizabeth's personal exile over, but the waiting for the long-expected Messiah is over. The infant John was already announcing Jesus' arrival, preparing the way for Emmanuel, God with us, the Lord, the giver of life. Her infant son knows, if not consciously, somewhere in the fiber of his being, he is being called to announce the arrival of Jesus. Is the infant John celebrating the end of the exile from the darkness of his mother's womb? Filled with the Spirit, Elizabeth says the most astounding, unrehearsed thing. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come? Like mother, like son, she is announcing that the little nugget growing inside of Mary is the Lord. Like her son will after her, she is preparing the way for Emmanuel. By holding space for Mary, Elizabeth helps Mary open to God's work in her. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Elizabeth blesses Mary by seeing Mary's unique role in fulfilling the promises of God. Through her encounter with Elizabeth, Mary is reminded that God sees her. God sees her willingness to be cracked open. God comes to her in waves of mercy. Mary encountered love. Under Elizabeth's care, Mary is beginning to see that through her, through her openness, the exiles are being welcomed home. Under Elizabeth's care and nurture, Mary's belief in the work of God through her is bolstered. And now she sings, she sings of God's subversive action that through her, not a big muscle flex or army, God will rule 
God's rule will come to earth. She sings, Magnificant. She sings of God's mercy. God took one look at me, and look what happened. I'm the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. He embraced his chosen child, Israel. He remembered and piled on the mercies. It's exactly what he promised, beginning with Abraham and right up until now. Mary sings of God's mercy, of God's great faithfulness to her and her family. Through her, God is embracing his child Israel. God is fulfilling his covenant promise by entering the world in the most vulnerable, powerless way possible. Elizabeth and Mary's pregnancies witness to the creative, unstoppable life force of God. As exiles, we need these moments with each other. We need these moments of encounter. They are the snapshots of life when we can see that daring openness to God's will and way brings encounter with love. A friend of mine in South Africa, who is also a poet, wrote this poem called Love as a Thin Place. Love is the ultimate thin place, tethering the material to the mystical. How these bodies can hold that much sacredness is nothing less than magic. It alone is enough to convince me that we are spirit just as much as we are flesh. Liberated by love from our earthly limitations, you and I are creatures of the in-between. Through encounter with each other, we encounter love incarnate. Thankfully for Mary, this is not the last of her encounters with love. She will leave Elizabeth and after three months return to Joseph, who has had his own encounter with an angel and decided not to divorce Mary quietly, but to join her in parenting Jesus. There will be angels, shepherds, wise men, Simeon and Anna in the temple. And as her son dies on the cross, he will look down and remember her and make sure she's cared for. Mary will not be forgotten, but will continue to encounter the tender mercies of God. You and I, we may not see visions or be visited by angels or magi, but we have each other. We are Mary, a hot mess, full of anxiety, questions, doubts, needing to be seen, needing to be encouraged to carry out our purpose. We are Elizabeth, grounded in love, able to see, ready to welcome, embrace, and nurture 
God's purpose in others. We are in exile, in need of encounter with each other and God. Can you think of a time when you've encountered the work of the Spirit through a friendship? Who has God given you? To whom have you been given? Through my year of grief, I have learned to be more open. And one evening this fall, I was out to dinner at Taqueria with two friends. And I confessed to them that I was not looking forward to all the celebrations on the horizon. My mom's birthday, Thanksgiving, Christmas. I just didn't want to do it all. I didn't want to do any of it, really. But they saw me, they heard me in my sadness. And they said, we know what to do. Let's have a party. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. The party was cake and balloons and streamers. And I said, well, maybe not balloons and streamers. But let's have a tea party. And let's honor my mom on her birthday with a tea party. They saw me in my sadness. And what a surprise. We had a celebration. It was simple, and there were tears, and there were stories. There were all the things. I was a hot mess. But through their presence, in that and in many other ways, I have encountered love. As exiles, we need these moments with each other. Holy Spirit moments that remind us that being open to God's will and way brings encounter with love. Where will we go, like Mary, to find and receive such a blessing? How will we open our hearts, like Elizabeth, to offer it? Emmanuel Church, may we encounter each other, and the holy among us. As we close today, I'd like to invite you into a prayer practice with me. And we're going to pray with our bodies and with our breath. And breathing has been one way this year I've learned to be open. So I've written this practice for us. So if you're willing... I want you to get comfortable where you are. Maybe put your feet on the ground. And take a few slow, deep breaths. Now place your hands on your belly. Because no matter who you are, your belly can grow. Whether young or old, male or female, soft or muscular, your belly can grow. Breathe in. Feel it expand. Let it push your hand up, elevated. Breathe in. Hold. Suspended by breath, there is space, expanded. 
slowly let the breath go. You are empty, ready to receive the next breath. Exile. Let the breath of God breathe you. Empty. Let the breath of God breathe you open. Breathe you ready to inhale life together. Let your body breathe you through resistance to remember. Life grows. Light spreads. Love flows. Inhale. Exhale. The holy is among us. Emmanuel. Inhale. Exhale. We commune with the saints. Inhale. Exhale. Openness. Inhale. Exhale. Encounter. Dear God, we pray that as we breathe, as we feel our breath and our belly rise, that you would fill us with your spirit, your breath in our lungs. Strengthen us by the power of your spirit in our inner being to grasp how wide and how long and high and deep is your love for us, O Christ. And grounded in love, may we be open to your will and your way. Amen. Hello, friends. This is Matthew, the lead pastor at Emmanuel Anglican Church in East Atlanta. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We are disciples of Jesus who are seeking his kingdom and the flourishing of our neighbors. And if you want to find out more about Emmanuel and what's going on, just hop over to our website. The address is Emmanuel, that's with an I, Emmanuel, A-T-L, Thanks so much. God bless you. Grace and peace.